Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Good morning. I'm going to try to take this plane up to about 35,000 feet this morning. And uh, we'll cruise for a while and hope to get you out of here by noon. Um, You know, as I look out at this crowd, I once again, I, Yvette and I have fallen in love. Not, I mean, we're in love with each other, but we're also in love with you. I have to be careful with that with you, Pat. I, no, but we have fallen in love with you. And uh, I count it a privilege to be able to speak what the Lord's put on my heart today. I, uh, I want to ask you a question, though. Uh, what does it mean to you to expect the unexpected? I mean, can you even do that? Can you expect the unexpected? Yes or no? I'm hearing some yeses. Here's some, I'm not sure. Um, expecting the unexpected. It doesn't seem like it, but I, I looked up the definition of that saying to one of the most reliable sources I could find, yourdictionary.com. Uh, and I found that it meant, or it says it means, To not be surprised by an unusual event. Fair enough? To not be surprised. That's expecting the unexpected. And I could get into my history on on that with the military. But I'm not going to talk about that today. I'm going to tell you about another thing in my life that I just never expected. Never. I mean, to even think about to not be surprised by an unusual event, no way. It was in uh, it was Thanksgiving, 1984. Uh, my sisters, three of my sisters, were living in Germany, and I was there as well, stationed there. And uh, one of my sisters told me she wants me to meet her boss. Turns out her boss is a female. I figured, well, okay. I, I, at first, I didn't think much of it. I just thought, you know, okay, yeah, I'll do it. But then I thought about it afterwards. I, I should have never said that. Because I, they tried to set me up with someone. I mean, before, they, they'd already done it once with a lieutenant in the Army. And I said, I don't really, she's too young for me. I mean, it wasn't like I was 60 or anything at that time. But I'm just saying, she was too young for me. And so uh, that evening, I did go and meet my sister's boss. And we spoke for just a short period of time. And believe it or not, I asked her out on a date that evening, later that evening. Believe it or not, I did that. Just met her. And to my surprise, she said, no thanks. (laughs) She already had a date. I said, go figure. 
I didn't expect that. However, after a little more conversation, we did arrange to have lunch the next day. You know, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. Of course, when I got there, she wasn't there. I didn't expect that. She did finally show up after I left because I thought she wasn't going to show up. So I left. And for whatever reason, I finally turned around and went back and she was there. I tell you, I, when I think about that, I must admit that I didn't expect the unexpected. I didn't expect her to say no to me, for one thing. But what I really didn't expect is that I had just met the love of my life. Yvette. The love of my life. But you know what I... What I really didn't expect is that I'd be married to her in six months. That's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy love. And some of you can relate. I know you've got that unexpected. I I, I know. Expecting the unexpected. No way. Go figure. That's what I say. And today we celebrate the second Sunday of Advent. 2022. And I hear God asking each and every one of us in this room and online, are you expecting the unexpected this year, this this time of Advent? Or are you expecting Christmas as usual? You know, the one like you had last year? Most of us will prepare just as we did last year. I mean, even I've already started. We, we've, got it, we've got it all down. You already know exactly what you're going to do, where you're going to do it, when you're going to do it. But what if God wants you to experience the unexpected in these days? And maybe even in the next few weeks and months. And maybe even for the rest of this next year to expect, to experience the unexpected. What if? If you would, go ahead and turn in your Bible to Isaiah, and and this scripture will be up on the screen. I want to look at just uh, three main passages, three main chapters, and this is prophecy this morning. I want to share that with you first. And as I was preparing this message, it occurred to me that in the days of the prophets, they often found themselves compelling God's people to expect the unexpected. Amen? Didn't they? I mean, that's what they said. To expect the unexpected. Isaiah, like all the other prophets, confronted a people who continued to do what? Reject God. In his days, the two kingdoms of Israel and And Judah, they continued to divide. And of course, the life expectancy of Israel was very short during Isaiah's time. They didn't trust each other. I mean, they just fought. They had civil wars and battles and and with other nations as well, even the superpowers. 
of that day. Thus, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, God asks, Whom shall I send as a messenger to these people? Who will go for us? And Isaiah raised his hand and said, Here I am, send me. So God sent Isaiah to specifically warn the prideful and corrupt Judah, that kingdom, about God's coming judgment. Isaiah was given a vision of destruction and desolation of the land and even the people. God instructed Isaiah to describe that vision to those people, to the leaders, the rulers of Judah. And I'm not sure I would want to have done what Isaiah did. I don't think I'd have raised my hand that fast. Because that message, that vision was not pretty. It was ugly. It's not what they were expecting. They didn't get it. They didn't realize what God was going to do. But thanks be to God. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 13. Isaiah does get to share a sliver of hope with the people. Isaiah tells them, but as a terebinth, which is a, like a, I think it's like a, uh, uh, what is it, a tree, some type of nut. It's in the nut family. And an oak, and it says, or a, a oak tree leaves a stump when it is cut down. So Israel's stump will be a holy seed. Or, as I would say, a remnant. The commentary writer Gary Ross, he says it best, I think, better than I can. He says, only stumps would remain, among which would be the holy seed, the stump of the land, which would one day sprout and God's people would live again. God uses Isaiah again to describe what this holy seed is all about, this stump that's going to be left Again, Isaiah is wanting the people to expect the unexpected. Reading verses 1 through 4 in Isaiah chapter 11. Out of the stump of David, David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Verse 3. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance, nor make his decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word, and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. <clears throat> you know, the stump that uh, Isaiah's envisioning, Represents King David's father, Jesse. And for those that might not know that story real well, um, and I know we just spent 10 weeks or so with the Sunday school or the small group talking about this, but uh, Jesse had eight sons. And the priest Samuel was ordered by God to go and uh, anoint one of those uh, as the new king of Israel. And... uh, the priest, uh, he went to do that. He got there and Jesse brought seven of his sons first uh, to, to uh, Samuel and from the oldest to the youngest of the seven. And each one went up and God did not say yes to any one of them. And finally, uh, 
Samuel asked, well, do you have another son? He says, yes, I have a shepherd boy named David. And he's in the, in the fields with the flocks right now. And so Samuel said, well, bring him here. <laughs> and sure enough, he got there and God said yes to David. So that's what that stump's about. The commentary writer, again, uh, uh, Gary Ross explains, Isaiah declares that in a future time, from that stump, a new shoot will come up, a branch. It is clear from what follows that this branch is more than human. He is God's Messiah, God's anointed one, the Christos. And, and the words of the prophet help us understand that God wants us to expect the unexpected. We're told this King of Kings, this Messiah, he will come with wisdom and understanding, direction, strength, and knowledge of all things. But Isaiah's words in chapter 9, verse 6, tell us he will also come as a baby, a child, a son. Wow. Now that's totally unexpected. A king will come as a child, a baby. Isaiah proclaims in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He will be the Savior of the world. Church, this Messiah, this child who has been born unto us is Jesus. Jesus has come. Amen? We sang about it. Jesus has come. The prophecy not only tells us where He comes from and who He is and why He has come, but it also reminds us each and every year at this time that we are called to prepare for Him to come again. Amen? To come again, we are called to expect the unexpected. For we don't know when He's coming. This morning we celebrated the lighting of the second candle of Advent, just as we do every year. This candle represents peace. But I warn you, the presence of this peace in us is not determined by the absence of chaos and turmoil. Mm -mm. It's not. Not at all. I think Paul, and, and as the scripture reading said this morning, I think Paul points us to the source of this kind of peace. In his letter to the church in Rome, he, he writes this, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This peace is actually produced by the work of the Holy Spirit in us. This is really cool, I think. <laughs> it means that I can have this kind of peace even when my world is falling apart. Amen? Have you, have you felt that peace? I know sometimes you wonder, <laughs> Lord, give me that peace. 
I need that peace. Well, I want to shift gears now. And I want to go to meddling a little bit. I want to meddle into your lives. Oh, there he goes. He won't last long. (laughs) I want to get more personal with you. As I've already mentioned this season of Advent, that we're, we're, we're sharing now that it's a time of preparation and a time of expectation. Again, I suspect that most of us, as I've already said, you're expecting Christmas as usual, right? I mean, that's what you're thinking. You know exactly what you're going to do, when, where, and how. Things like putting up the lights. Oh, boy, that's fun. Be careful. <laughs> Ladders fall. Planning the meals. Maybe even organizing. I wrote down here, maybe even organizing a get-together. Well, we like those, don't we? And thinking about who will be coming over and who you don't, who you hope won't come over, right? I mean, <laughs> they're in there too. Amen? We have them in our family. I don't know, maybe I'm the one that <laughs> hope aren't coming over. My kids, I'm not sure. That's an amen. But many of us will be inclined to journey through this Advent season with everything status quo. Right? Just everything is going to be okay. But again, what if? What if God wants you to experience the unexpected in this Advent time? What if God wants you to make room in your life This Advent season for the unexpected. Are you willing to make room for Him to do that? Do whatever He wants to do in this church? Here, this church body that I love? In our families? And even at work? And maybe even just in your comings and goings? You see, I think this idea of expecting the unexpected will allow us to experience the unexpected. Try it. I know in my own life, there have been times when I have grown the most spiritually. When I just stop. Listen to God. Don't just run my mouth, but listen to Him. And experience the unexpected. It's been so great. I'm reminded about one of the most telling scriptures, accounts in scripture, when it comes to experiencing the unexpected. And I think you're going to agree with me. If you would go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Most of you will be familiar with this story. In fact, you will be very familiar with it. Also, because we are reading the gospel I invite you to stand. I I think that what we're talking about here is is certainly something we can stand for. Plus, it gives you a chance to stretch. And uh, and I'm I'm starting. We're about halfway through our flight now here. Uh, Maybe a little more than that. But beginning in verse 26, you're going to know this. I'm just going to read it here. Here we go. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. To a virgin named Mary, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. 
Verse 29. Confused and disturbed, many tried to think what the angel could mean. A Mary, I'm sorry, many. Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You, have con- you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Verse 32. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. Verse 35. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby will be born, the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she is conceived of of a son and is now in her sixth month, for the word of God will what? Never fail. You may be seated. It is then, now this is Ray speaking, it is then that I think there may have been a pause. Right? A silence for a moment. And since I have no idea what Mary looked like, I found a free photo online and decided to use it. So you can see her as Gabriel waits for her answer. He's waiting. He's waiting for her consent. It's her choice. Amen? It is her choice. It's like it's your choice today. This young woman is engaged to a man named Joseph. I mean, her whole life has all been planned out. Until now, her... To her, everything will be just as it's expected. She will be married to one of the best carpenters in Nazareth. And he is probably building her a house right now. He's from a good family, the line of David. And yet, the unexpected has happened to her. Her whole world has been turned upside down. As Gabriel waits for her answer, I am believing she must be concerned right now with all the ridicule and the gossip. She can hear it that will perhaps destroy her family and even her future. Why me? (laughs) Right? She's thinking, how could Joseph possibly accept this baby as his? And worse, what will he do? And then she responds. The silence ends. And she says, I am the Lord's servant. May may everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left. Wow. Church, Mary experienced the unexpected. I don't know about you, but I have struggled with trying to figure out how and why this young woman, this young woman would be able to handle this kind of unexpectedness. And then, and then to respond the way she did. I mean, to go from everything planned out in her life 
right? To being turned upside down. And by most accounts, unplanned. And yet Mary says, okay, I'm in. Perhaps the explanation is revealed later. I don't know. When Mary gives birth to this baby, we're told in chapter 2 of Luke that thousands of angels appeared to the shepherds in the fields. And they sang a song, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The angel Gabriel spoke these same sentiments to, to this young Mary when she said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. I'm thinking Mary received this peace even before she said yes to Gabriel because the Lord was already with her. He was hovering over her. He chose her. He picked her. He placed her right where she was at. And as I began to close our time together, and as I look out across this room again, I'm looking at you. I'm seeing you. I see some of you that I have come to know and recognize the Lord is with you. I, can, I know that. He's chosen you. And the Holy Spirit is doing His work in you. So I know that you're bearing this fruit of peace. I can tell when I'm around you. You're kind of fruity. I kind of like fruity. Don't you? Especially when it comes from out of this world. Give me more fruit. I need it, Lord. There are others of you I don't know that well yet. But I will. I want to. I want to feel that peace when I'm around you. But I, I, I tell you, I have to ask the question that I keep asking myself. And in this question the Lord has laid on my heart real heavy this morning. Are you expecting the unexpected this Advent season or not? Are you willing to make room in your busy schedule for what He wants to do in the life of someone that you may not even know right now? That you haven't even met yet? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing? In other words, are you willing to experience the unexpected? In trying to answer this question, I was reminded that here at Cross Community Church, we have compassionate ministries. Did you know that? Say amen. <laughs> we have them. For example, God used our youth here recently to allow us to experience the unexpected, didn't he? This past Thanksgiving, they made room for what God wanted to do so that 25 families could have a Thanksgiving meal. Just as Mary responded to the Lord, I am the, the Lord's servant. Our youth help those in need by serving the one who is speaking to their hearts. This is what they wanted to do, right? Because he's in their hearts, our youth. And I believe this peace is the same peace that 
Paul talked about in Romans chapter 15, the same peace that we are celebrating with this candle this time of the year. And that peace is most evident in our youth. Praise God. Amen. As they trust God to see the unexpected happen, and it did. Wow. Look at those pictures. I haven't seen that much food in a while. Yes, we have compassionate ministries. The one that I have become part of is affectionately called Faith with Feet. Sometimes I say Feet with Faith, but I think it's the same thing. Amen? I'll take either one. This ministry opens up opportunities for everyone in this room to experience the unexpected. Try it. It's the kind of ministry that we not only get to help people and maybe fix a few things. Right, guys? We do that. We also get to share with them what God is doing in our lives and in the life of this church. We get to talk about the body of Christ. Likewise, we get to hear about what's going on in their lives. Oh, and by the way, we get to pray with them while we're there. Did I mention that we have compassionate ministries here at Cross Community Church? How about that Socktober drive where we partnered uh, with a local school to fill the need in our community? I mean, if you've ever run out of socks or don't have socks or can't buy socks, you know how important they are. Socktober, I like that. Yes, God is asking us to live out the peace of Christ by sharing His love with others. Are you willing to make room for what He wants to do in the life of someone that you don't even know yet? This list goes on. Our grief share ministry our divorce care ministry, and, and certainly our We Care Center, a child care ministry which this community needs. And I am so thankful they have it. Church, we are being challenged today and reminded by these wonderful examples. Did I, did I mention that we have compassionate ministries here? <laughs> We do, especially, you know, this thing here, we're being challenged. And I think equally the Lord is wanting us to have the kind of response that young Mary had when she said, Yes, Lord, I'm in. I'm reminded about a contemporary song by Hillsong where the chorus says, Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Right? Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Amen. That's what God wants to hear from us today. To get involved with these ministries. Now for a lot of you, I'm preaching to the choir. Right? But some of you, let's get involved. Let's do this. Let's go talk to others about it. So again, I ask you, what if God wants you to make room in your life? This Advent, Advent season for the unexpected, are you willing to allow Him to do it? To not be surprised by an unusual event. Let us pray. Ooh.
Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you would that you would even give us an opportunity to say yes to you. Lord, I know that uh, you want us to open up our hearts to what you're trying to do right here and in our lives. And Lord, you're saying to us that you want us to say yes. That this time of the year, that we would be sensitive to what you're trying to do. And Holy Spirit, would you, would you just search us completely and see if there's anything inside of us that might not allow us to say yes and expect the unexpected this year. To not be surprised by an unusual event. Would you do that, Holy Spirit? We need that. And see if there's anything there. And help us to say no to that and yes to God. Yes to what you're doing. We'd ask all these things, Lord Jesus, in your name. The most powerful name in the world that we're waiting for you to come again. And we're celebrating you this season. Amen. And here's your blessing. Because I thought this was appropriate. (laughs) Jesus said this to his disciples when he surprised them. He snuck up on them. And he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And then he breathed on them. Amen. Wow. Go in peace. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.